Welcome to the Hooked on Fantasy Podcast with your host, Luke Sawhook. And Hutchison Brown. We are back. Let's go. We did it. Against all odds, we are here another week, Wednesday, September 20th at live recording at 9.13 p.m. If you were over on Twitter or X, if you call it extra weird, by the way, in my opinion. Well, not weird. Shout out to Joe for throwing up the, oh yeah, Joe's here. Uh, oh yeah, How we doing? How we doing? He's here. We're doing good. Uh, throwing up the X. Shout out to Des Bryant, by the way. Uh, Des definitely loves the name X uh, for Twitter. He thinks that he deserves a check from Elon Musk in the mail. I just don't know if anyone's ever going to end up calling it X permanently. I don't think it's going to happen. No, I don't think that's you know going to happen. I, mean? I think people will always call it Twitter. It will always be Twitter in my heart. But here's the thing. I little top of the show uh, banter, if you will. I think X in general for a name of the social media platform is fine. I think it's a good name. But changing it from Twitter, which was a better brand, and it was like one of the best brands in social media, I think it's kind of whack. Yeah. Do we agree? Yeah, absolutely. Twitter was perfect. You didn't need to change that. Joe, would you download an app called X now or no? God, I don't know. Um, I mean, it's like the decision was very difficult. Oh, it is very difficult. <laughs> I'm definitely, I'm definitely team Twitter. So we'll, we'll leave it at that. Yeah. Team Twitter. Hashtag yeah. team Twitter. Anyways, gentlemen, a lot of stuff has happened over the last uh, week, the last seven days. But um, more importantly, something that's happened over the last like five hours is Cam Akers traded to the Minnesota Vikings for a bag of chips. I believe it was a seventh in a sixth round pick swap, something stupid. In 2026. In 2026, I didn't even know that. That's even better. Oh, yeah. like, it was so bad. Oh, yeah. It's like it was, not even a good bag of chips. Like, what's like the worst bag of chips you possibly could find? Probably like, I don't know, hot take Fritos and like then the variety packs. Oh, like, they're good. They're good. Yeah, Fritos. They're they're good. Come on. Fritos is the last pick. Joe, do you agree with that? Uh, listen. Fritos are mid, but with onion dip, we're in business. So, interesting. Um, oh, yeah. Trust me. Trust me. Nah. I think the best use of a Frito <laughs> is probably a walking taco if I, if I had to pick one. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's good. That's what I, mean? good. I like a Frito. Fritos aren't my first choice. Um, honestly, for me, though, that would, honestly, for me, though, that, would, that choice would be Cheetos. I just don't like Cheetos at all. Oh, get off. I don't like Cheetos. Yeah. I don't like Cheetos, man. Come on. Hush. I don't think they're good. Bro, yeah, I don't think they're good. My mom is obsessed with them, and she makes fun of me all the time for not liking them. Like she's a, legit, really she's legit obsessed with them. It's insane. But uh, <laughs> really yeah, I don't like them. Yeah, and Cheetos are no bueno to me. Oh, God. Anyways, let's get in some football talk. Initial yeah, football. Yeah, news. football time. Joe, you are our distinguished and honored guest this evening. Mm-hmm. And makers to the Vikings. Instant reaction. Go. So instant reaction. Um, I was pretty surprised when I checked Twitter. And saw the takes of a mid-off um, between Acres and Madison. I think I get it, but like we've literally never seen Madison do this over the course of more than one game. Be good, and guess what? He hasn't been good. It's almost like he's a career backup. So what did they do? They went and got another guy. You're not going to go get another running back if you don't want to use him. So I'm actually kind of excited for Acres. I think it's a pretty big downgrade. For Madison. Um, That's an interesting take. Yeah, no, no, no. That's my take. I know it's not very popular, but, you know, I'm not saying Aker's going to come in, be a, you know, awesome, you know, RB2 with top 10 upside. No, but, like, I think over the course of the season, you're going to get some good weeks out of him. Um, I don't think it starts next week. I don't think it starts a week after that, but I definitely like him on my roster for sure. Yeah. That's an interesting Oh, I could. Honestly, I couldn't agree more. Joe, I really couldn't yeah. agree more. Okay, well, that's not – makes two of us. Let me butt in this, here then. Let me butt in this, here then. Yeah. The devil's advocate. Because 
I'm not even devil's advocate. I think this is the the you know the chalky opinion, the consensus opinion here. Well, I don't even know. I, I'll just give you my opinion. No, most of Twitter would disagree with me and Joe. Yeah, yeah. A lot, like eighty percent of people are like, "Oh, they both suck." Don't worry about it. Don't. Not start. even that necessarily. I just. I, I mean, I don't think Madison's that good. I, I mean, I agree with you guys on that. He's but I don't think Akers is much better. I think I don't think he's good. I think he's kind of cooked. I think the Achilles injury did him in. I'm sorry. I, I Hutch knows this. We were going back and forth on Twitter back yeah, before back his he tore his Achilles. You know, a long time ago. We were big Cam Makers believers. But after the Achilles, mm-hmm. dude, I've been hands off on him. Unfortunately, you know it sucks. I don't want to root against the guy, but it, it really, really gives me vibes of James Robinson. It really does. See, For a similar reason. You know, Akers didn't get as far into his career as Robinson did before his injury, and I understand that. But Akers, similar to Robinson, get in there, young running back, becoming kind of a heavy workload guy, tears the Achilles, comes back as the starter, disappoints, gets dealt, and then what happened to James Robinson after that? He's just bounced around the league. I think that's kind of the path we're seeing Cam Akers go down. I mean, obviously, he can prove me wrong. I hope he proves me wrong. Mm -hmm. But I think we're going to see him be Alexander Madison's backup here. I think we're going to see him in a role, but nothing too significant. I think they're disappointed in Madison, as Joe and Hutch pointed out. But I don't think I see him taking over this backfield. I don't think I see him being in a 50-50 split. I still see Alexander Madison as the lead back here. And I think that Madison – could be a buy low. Gross, gross, gross. Really disgusting. I hate my life by low. I don't really want to trade for Alexander Madison, but no, he has a good go. value that I can't say no. Yeah, I mean, I would say definitely valid. Um, my initial reaction is just over those last, I guess I'll call it five of the last six games last season when Akers was nice. That's the difference between him and James um, Robinson. That's the that difference, right? He actually showed out. Right, exactly, in my opinion, because he's averaging over five yards a carry for a month straight. He's averaging, you know, three – or excuse me, a touchdown a game over the last three games. He was really good. And then you look at this week one, all of these random carries are – like 15 of these carries came in garbage time when Kyron was out. If you watch this game, I started Cam Akers. He just looked like he was like pouting out there. Like he did not want the ball. He did not want to be playing. When he scored his touchdown, he walked into the end zone and just like didn't even celebrate. He did not even want to score. So you see the 22 for 29. It's horrendous. Like really bad. Really bad. <laughs> but I don't know. My mate, my, you know, just keeping it simple. Madison is not getting the job done. No. Getting 90% of the opportunities for running backs in Minnesota. He's not doing anything with it. Why would they go get another guy to not play him to keep having Madison be bad? I don't know. Just that's just my my thoughts. But yeah, yeah I, I would. Play, I want to play this soundbite real quick that I've had sitting here for a long time in my oh in no my, oh no in my dungeon of soundbites from a show <laughs> I did on Mojo's broadcast network like over a year ago, and I kept some of the soundbites just because they're kind of good. Haven't really found any time to to use them yet. But Cam Akers, it's stash season. Stash season. There you go. Oh. That was, that, yeah, was sick. I, that was sick. That think, was sick. Honestly, like Cam Akers, like a lot of people, like when I was looking at Cam Akers, like I was thinking when he would get traded to a new team, a lot of people would get excited to the point where you might be able to trade him away for a high value. At that point, I'd be in on that because as much as I've loved Cam Akers, like I've loved Cam Akers throughout his college career, through his rookie year, the only year I was kind of out on him for fantasy football specifically was 2022. The year after the Achilles, I was just out. But otherwise, I've been in, I've been a supporter of him. And if, but if the hype was enough for him after, what? 
I said, I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it's a bit of a record. Cool. I tried to steer you off. I tried. You did try, but I did not listen. Many times I've tried. I did not listen, man. I, I did not listen. I saw the opportunity for him. I mean, but uh, I was hoping that when he get traded, like the hype would be super high. I'd be able to sell him away, but it's not. And it's actually to the point where I want to buy him more. Mm-hmm. I want to buy low because it's like people are just like, like a very respectable person in the industry, Mike Wright. I've actually got to meet him on a podcast. He's an amazing guy. I love Mike you know Wright. Mike Wright. He's probably my favorite analyst. I love him. Oh, he's unbelievable. He's but he tweeted out that this is more of a of a pointing towards their disbelief in Ty Chandler than is Alexander Madison. And uh, to be quite frank, I was blown away by that. I, like, I, was like, I don't like, no, Madison has been complete garbage. I really don't That's think. What I'm saying. I, I think Madison's think been Madison bad, but I feel like they're saying, hey, this guy's been bad. We need more depth because the guy behind him isn't good either. No, I think I think I think Chandler's feet. okay. Yeah, feet. and I also just think in terms of like if you're an Acres owner, you know where was he going to go? Like so, in terms of the outcomes, right, where he could go and it would be good. If he if he goes to the Browns, right, with Ford, right, say say Cream Hunt never signed, is that better or worse than this? Probably the same, right? What no, about better? You this think it's better? better. I yeah, think it's I, much better. I think the Vikings is better. Maybe the only other place that is better than Minnesota is the Colts, maybe. But Minnesota has a better offense. So I think if you're an Acres owner, you're happy. And I think, honestly, like, throw some trade offers out. Like, Khalil Herbert or Cam Akers, who do you want? For a redraft? Yeah, right now. I want Herbert, for sure. Really? For sure. That's that's a tough one for me, because Roshan's been really good. Khalil Herbert is looking at a dumpster fire with how Fields has been playing. Herbert is getting touches on a weekly basis. We don't know if Cam Akers is going to get more than four touches a game. We don't know. Herbert has at least the chance to be a, a, a flexed play for the mm-hmm. rest of the year. But Cam Maybe. Akers has a chance to be a top 10 running back. There's a there's Stop a world. Stop it. Are you kidding? No, there's a world. There's no, absolutely there's a world. world. There's, there's a world. world. Cam Akers is a top 10 running back. Absolutely. What did he do in the last six games? <laughs> I mean, look, look at the what he did with the Rams last year in the no, last six world. games. No, there's Switched a world. offense, horrific offensive line, and he was a top five running back in fantasy football. He's now in offense with Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins right now is currently the quarterback one in fantasy football. I believe Justin Jefferson's a top three receiver in fantasy points currently. Jordan Addison's been killing it. TJ Hawkins has been crushing it. Their offense is killer. That's a ton of opportunity for touchdowns. Mm-hmm. A ton of opportunity for touchdowns. And Kirk Cousins, we know he's not a mobile quarterback, and he's yeah. somebody that dumped off to Dalvin Cook for a lot of his career. If there's dump offs available, K Makers is absolutely serviceable enough to take those. K Makers is somebody that it could absolutely get a, a full time role if he beats out Madison. Like if he like if he still has it, he will beat out Madison, and he, he will be the workhorse, and he will be the nearly the workhorse back, and he will be a fantasy monster. No, he's I will not. take that shot of upside all day <laughs> over Kula Herbert, who is Agreed. stuck in a committee and could Agreed. even be overtaken himself by no. Russell Johnson, who's only been getting better. <laughs> like. I just don't see the upside with Herbert. Yeah. I see pl- without a Roshan injury. I see plenty of upside with Cam Akers. I, I want to take that dark throw. Okay, I'm walking back on the show. For the record, I was yeah. asked to show off my minion pajamas. Yes, you're serving there with minion pajamas. There you go. You're yes, there we go. Them. Beautiful. Thank Anyways, you. Anyways. All right, it's time to move on Cam Akers. Absolutely insane for thinking he could be top 10 this year. No That's way. ridiculous. That's ridiculous. No, it's absolutely a real world. Absolutely. No, with Madison there, who is the incumbent RB one, you're not going to get an even. You're not going to get crazy volume. At worst, sorry, at best, Madison's getting 
35% of the touches still on a week-to-week basis. If he makes 65% of the touches, that's like, for a running back, that's great. Okay, Alexander Madison's that's done nothing. Great. Well, here's the thing. That'd be good val- volume. He got that volume in LA, couldn't do anything with it. What do you think he's going to do in Minnesota? What do you do with the last six games? Look at those last six games, man. Dude, <laughs> we don't care about the last six games, Hutch. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we, we do. do. We do. We do. Last year, still, he looked horrible in week one. So bad that the Rams were like, hey, we're going to sell you for a bag of moldy Fritos on the trade market. And you think that he all of a sudden is going to resurrect into a top 10 running back? You can make the argument for top 24. I'll maybe give you that. But top 10 is crazy. He would need to completely surpass Alexander Madison. He would need to all of a sudden become an efficient running back again and get a ton of receptions. I think, I think it is maybe 1% or less possibility, but I do not think it is likely in the slightest. Probably less than 1%. Less than 1%. I think there's, a, I think there's more problems with the uh, with Akers and the Rams relationship when it comes to that trade. I don't think it was just strictly talent and we need you off our team. I think because the thing is with Akers that's, that's been consistent throughout his career is that he wants a workhorse role. Because when we were talking about trade rumors throughout the rest of the last year, Akers just wasn't getting work. He wasn't getting work. He consistently wasn't getting work because he wasn't doing much of it. He just didn't look. Yeah. Hey, Hutch, remember how he ended the season? Remember yeah. how he was really bad, like the entire rest of the season? Wait, what are you t- No, he's talking. Weird. Yes. Yeah. Hey, remember how he like wasn't good, like the majority of last season? He wasn't. Yeah, maybe he wasn't helping. But he finished good because the NFL is like, what have you done for me lately, league? And I understand he got he was getting healthy off the Achilles. But yeah, I think we have to really look at the though. whole situation here with Akers and maybe just think, hey, maybe he's not good because he tore his Achilles and that unfortunately derailed his career. Just saying. I'm not saying I'm not saying it's likely that he finishes a top 10 rainbow or that he gets the workhorse role, but there is absolutely a chance. What we percent, just, what like, percent just chance do you say? What percentage? Yes. I don't know, around 20? 20%? 20%? I'd give you a one in five shot that he finishes a top 10 running back at fantasy rest of the way. Stop it, dude. I'll Joe, give you a one in five shot. I'll give you a one in five shot. It really it listen, here's my take. I tend to agree, like I can't, you know, be putting percentages or and things like that, but when they're on the field, it's going to be very obvious who's better. It is Cam Akers. He's better at football. And even if it's by this much, uh, it's going to mean a lot over the course of a season. And slowly that role is going to grow. If he ever hits 60% of snaps, he's going to be very usable. He's going to be an RB2 uh, with pretty solid upside in that offense. Um, And a lot of people, again, it's very popular. Kind of in the middle of where we are right now, like Hutch and I versus you, Luke. A lot of people are in the middle where it's just like, meh, you know? I get it, but I I do think that uh, Akers... I do, for the record, I do feel kind of mad. I'm not completely, mm-hmm. completely out. I think there is a chance that there's some value, but overall, I feel pretty mad. Yeah, yeah. fair enough. Understandable, understandable. All right, we ready to move on to Nick Chubb? We got to move, move on. We got to move. We got to move on. We got to move on. Move on. Um, anyways, week two, week two takeaways. We'll kind of go rapid fire with these here. Kind of wrap this with a nice little pretty bow for you guys in about 10 minutes. First and foremost, my weekly is that my, uh, my week two takeaway... My only takeaway, I'll just do one, make it nice and easy for you guys, is that my Pittsburgh Steelers, wrong side of the helmet, suck at football right now on the offensive side of the ball. Matt Canada needs to lose his job yesterday, months ago, a year ago, last offseason when we should have fired him already. It it is bad. We cannot create any good situations on offense. It is third and long every time. 
The running game is completely out of this ball game, and I don't think you can blame it on the offensive line necessarily, or even squarely on the running backs. Najee hasn't looked good, but I saw a stat today on Twitter. I forget where it was from. Had the Pittsburgh Steelers last night against the Cleveland Browns, or sorry, on Monday night against the Cleveland Browns, had zero yards rushing before contact. That's Ian Hardis. He posted that. How is that that even possible? That's unbelievable. That offense put up 12 points in that game, and they got bailed out big time by the defense. They put up a combined 19 points through two weeks. It's god-awful. Something needs to change. I'm not even blaming Kenny Pickett that much necessarily. I'm not even blaming – I think it's Matt Canada's fault. We just need to get in a rhythm. There's no offensive identity. Everything is bad. Everything sucks. I hate my life. That's my take. Joe, what do you got? So for me, um, when you guys said I'll just prepare a few things, you know, week two takeaways, I'm kind of looking a little bit towards week three. And again, a little unpopular, but Jameer Gibbs in week two, his utilization very much. (laughs) I'm just going to stop you right there. Hutch's eyes just lit up like it was Christmas. I am the biggest Jameer Gibbs fan that you've ever met. So 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 let's eat. So let's eat. So So I'm very excited about this. So through two weeks – you know, you look at Jameer's output, 12.6 fantasy points in PPR. You know, the average fantasy player goes, mm, I'm good. If they can get their hands on a snap percentage, they'll see 48. They'll go, mm, I'm good. In reality, uh, second most targets amongst running back. He's tied with a few guys there, 11 targets through two games. Yeah. Routes per target, second lowest in the NFL. So you have Derrick Henry at 2.4, Jameer Gibbs at 2.5. It's a very big stat. It's basically how many routes you run. Before you get a target, he's at 2.5. He touched the ball on, excuse me, he got an opportunity on 50% of his snaps in week two. Looking ahead to week three, you have Amon Ross St. Brown banged up. I'm sure he suits up. He's a really tough guy. He's got the list of the receivers. You know, we know the story. Got it. He'll probably be out there. He's going to be a little limited. Apparently, Josh Reynolds is a little banged up now. Uh, David Montgomery, the primary rusher, is not going to play. And by the way, don't even need the rushing carries. Literally don't need them. He can get seven all season as long as he's getting these nine targets. This type of utilization is really exciting for me. And, you know, you I, you asked me to prepare some notes. All I could write really was it's time. Jameer Gibbs in week three, just buckle up. He's a top, top six running back, running back for me. So. On the week. Yeah. He should be, he's going to be a top five of the is that Craig Reynolds music, dude? He's coming in hot to ruin your life. Well, my thing was going to come in and ruin your life. No. My thing with Craig Reynolds is the same thing as David Montgomery. Doesn't matter. He's um, a lesser version of David Montgomery. I'm like, In all serious, I do think that Craig Reynolds could have some value, though. Sneaky waiver wire. No, for sure. I mean, I would be. Yeah, su- I would honestly be surprised if. Okay, Craig Reynolds is going to get the first carry of the game. He'll probably get the first five carries of the game. And Twitter He'll is going to freak out about yeah, it. Yeah, and they shouldn't. Freak out about it. Yeah, and they, and they shouldn't. shouldn't. You're so yeah. correct. I absolutely agree with your analysis. Those targets that he's earning or is, and is going to earn are incredibly valuable, and his his role will only expand over the course of the season. So I absolutely agree there. Jameer Gibbs, time to feast. He's begging, coming. dude. Come it's on, coming. man. Absolutely. Hutch, what you got for me take-wise here, brother? I just – I'm looking at Twitter and I'm watching you uh, tweet about how um, – I just talked about Cam Akers being a top 10 running back. He is trolling us, Joe. He is trolling us on Twitter. He is Brother, you, you know I can't respond to that right now, so you got to go easy on me. <laughs> I'm very no, locked in. Just, I'm oh, locked in. We're just memeing. We're just memeing. I'm yeah. locked in. I, 
I tweeted out. I said, uh, I said, I just walked out of Hooked on Fantasy live on air because Joe and Hutch said that Cam Akers could be a top 10 running back. All right. I said, our, wor- our oh. words were, there is a world. There is, is a world. It's like Dr. There's, 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 yeah, there's not a world. It's not happening. There's a world. There's, 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 there's a world. There's a world. All right, Rudy. So, I mean, Joe, I love that. I love that. Hey, I've been, I've nope. been somebody that is, I mean, I've been all on Jameer Gibbs all off season long. I mean, I tweet about him like every three seconds. Uh, <laughs> Jameer Gibbs is, is every time I see him, I just get uh, hearts for eyes. I love Jameer Gibbs. Uh, he's a fantastic player. I need a jersey. I need his jersey. I don't, yeah, know, I don't know what I'm doing. Yep. I need his jersey. But yeah, I love this take. Top five running back for this week. He should absolutely crush it, especially with no David Montgomery, no Monroe St. Brown. He's going to, he's going to feast this week. My takeaway for this week, not necessarily specifically looking towards week three, but for the rest of the season, I think this is a player I doubted a lot this offseason. I wasn't sure about this player, but he's really come through, and I'm liking what we're seeing with James Cook, running back of the Buffalo Bills. He's been extremely impressive uh, to watch. Like, firstly, he looks the part. He really does. He looks so explosive like he did in his rookie year. And he's not necessarily the most physical back. When you watch him, he doesn't push the pile. He's not doing those inside runs very well. But when you get him in space, he's an excellent football player. And he's been getting the opportunities. He really, really has. Like over the last two weeks, he's averaged just over 60% of the running back opportunities. He's gotten at least four catches in each week. And he's been getting the, the volume on the ground as well. It's just been his backfield until you get in the red zone. That's the only thing. The The red zone work is just not there. He is not getting them to inside the 10, inside the five, the goal line. That is all Damian Harris there. That is all uh, Latavius Murray. That's who's getting the goal line work. So touchdowns are going to be rare to come by. But over the last couple of weeks, he's shown that with his explosiveness, he doesn't necessarily need touchdowns. He does, great not, need him. Football. He does not need them. So he could definitely finish as a top 15 running back this year, rest of the way. That's absolutely a realistic outcome for him, especially with the injuries that have been going on at running back this year. It's been brutal, like especially Dude, brutal. Can we talk about injuries. that real quick, Hutch? The it's running back so landscape. Running back. It's brutal. The running back like, landscape is like a, a tumbleweed going across the desert. Like it's that's unbelievable. About the landscape of running backs in fantasy football. Joe, real quick, I want to take a moment to mm-hmm. personally apologize to Travis Etienne. Personally. Mm-hmm. Um, listen, this offseason – I didn't doubt the talent of Travis Etienne. Unquestionable. I I doubted his – not even his. I just was a huge Tank Bigsby guy. Mm-hmm. Huge. So I thought this backfield was going to look a lot more of a split, more of a committee than it really is. <laughs> Etienne is absolutely crushing. And, uh, yeah, I was wrong. Well, that, that was nice of you to say. Um, as you know, I'm a huge fan. I will also say long season. Um, and I would be very surprised, you know, if Bigsby doesn't eventually hit, like, you know, 15, 25% of snap, or I should say RB opportunities. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, you know what? I think I'm, what I'm going to do is wait till my second takeaway to discuss further. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Right. It's not my turn yet. Well, I don't you want to skip. You know what? Hutch, wrap it up and we'll toss it to Joe. And okay. Put a bow on this thing. All right. Is there any chance I can do one more quick yes, thing? Yes. One more ahead. quick thing. I want to tell you real quick. I want you to go out in your dynasty league and your redraft league or whatever it is. This is your last chance. I think this could be your last chance to get Kendra Miller in your fantasy football rosters. I think he's an incredible talent. Third round pick, even though he was injured and didn't play in the combine, the saints clearly like him. Jamal Williams is hurt. Alvin Kamara suspended and Kendra Miller is looking like he'll play this week. If he gets that opportunity in this backfield with no Jamal Williams and no Alvin Kamara, he's going to have an opportunity to shine. And I'm really excited to see what he can do with this backfield. Pay attention to him a lot this week. I would send out a because, like, I've seen him trade it for 24 seconds. 
in late, in late 24 seconds too. Like he is just getting sold really cheaply right now because the injuries this offseason has been brutal for him and not many believe in him. I love what we saw in college. The numbers show it. Average six and a half yards per carry every single year of his college career. I love Kendra Miller. I think he's a fantastic player and he could get a huge opportunity this week. Dude, so, six yards per carry in college. Miller. He's like, he's like inverse Alexander Madison. Six and a half yards per carry every year in college. And he had a year with 13 plus hundred oh, rushing yards. Pretty crazy. The dude was crazy good in college. I like and it. He just Joe, crushed Zach Evans too. Crushed Zach Evans. He just beat him true, out for the job. True. Joe, bring us home, brother. Yeah. So my second takeaway here from week two really is buy low on this Jaguars offense. I'll start real quick with Calvin Ridley, five point like two fantasy like points. Uh, you know, through two weeks, twenty seven percent target share, thirty six percent air yard share. Those are monster numbers. It's what you see out of top twelve wide receivers, probably because he is one. Um, I'm cashing in on wide receivers ranked, you know, fifteen to twenty four. Uh, those wide receiver twos, go get Calvin Ridley. Uh, the offense, you know, 14 targets to Christian Kirk. How'd it work out for them? Big fat L, okay? <laughs> also, Kansas City's defense pretty good. We'll save that for another time. But the second guy you got to buy low on is, you already know, it's Travis Etienne. Got my shirt on for this Wait, podcast. How do you buy low on him right now? He's expensive in my eyes. Well, he's cheap after a 6.2 fantasy point performance in week two. Uh, a lot of people see that I bought low on him this week and a, a league full of people at work, uh, because people don't like to see that, you know, they don't look into these advanced stats and I understand, but I feel like with the running back landscape, the way it looks right now, I don't know if you'd be able to get him for that cheap. So yeah. let me ask you this. Know. What, where do you rank him rest of season? Like running back off the top of my head, like running back nine. Okay. I would say top six. So if you can pay running back eight through 12 price for him. So for example, geez, like a Joe Mixon, I'm trading Mixon for ETN. Um, off the top of my head, that. I don't have many other guys off the top of my head, but I understand what you're saying. Like you're not yeah, saying yeah. that he's like dirt cheap, but you're no, saying he's not dirt now cheap. because he's only a yeah. more expensive. Okay. And you know, you look at the 6.2 fantasy points, you know, okay. Amongst running backs, third in total snaps, he has 56, third in snap percentage, 80%, third in receptions, fourth in total touches. Like, Guys, the only thing you said to yourself, the only thing we were worried about with ETN this season was the workload. The workload is here. It's We got it. And I'm really excited about it. It's big bounce back here in week three against the Texans. Any of you had him last season, week 17 against the Texans, 62-yard <laughs> touchdown. He works miracles. He works so, miracles against the So Texans. I'm all in, guys. Yep. As do a lot of other a lot of other running backs, such as Derrick Henry, for example. That's true, but but you know, you bring up the conversation about the running back landscape. I was actually looking at it today, like how many guys do I look at my roster and go, oh, there's my RB1. I'm really confident in him. I have zero worries. And by the way, Etienne's not one of them. Uh, I would say, no. I would say Bijan, Pollard, uh, probably Ramadre. McCaffrey. McCaffrey, obviously. Yeah, duh. Like that's four dudes. You know what I mean? Like, who else do we have here where it's like, yeah, that's Eckler? my RB1. Eckler, but he's hurt. And like, healthy. Yeah, yeah, sure, but he's hurt. Henry, he's hurt. sure, but he's hurt today. So it's like, dude, you got to get these Gibbs really in that good range. RBs. Sorry? I, think I would put Jimmy Gibbs in that range, too. But I'm, I'm so like, I, I love Gibbs, but uh, I don't look at him and I'm like, oh, yeah, locked in RB1, zero risk. Like, I know for a fact. He has risk. Everyone yeah, he has does. risk. You know, he but does. there's only like four guys where I'm like, yeah, that's a really solid RB1. I have zero worries. And I think they're so valuable. And I think ETN so has valuable. potential to, to be one of those guys, you know, in four weeks. So Yeah, they're very, yeah, very absolutely. valuable, as you mentioned, in, 
you know, in my league right now, I don't know if you saw my video, Joe, but mm-hmm. Najee Harris made me a very uh, unhappy lad. Oh, yeah, I, I was in with you on Najee uh, this offseason, but it's uh, it's been really like right at market value with Najee. I got I, listen, I will say I still think over the course of the season, I'll write the ship. I don't think it's going to be great, mm-hmm. but I think we're going to get top 24 running back production. I think we're going to get it still. You yeah, I think it's still going to happen. Uh, they're so – dude, they're so bad. I don't – I, it does not it's make so, sense for them to so be bad. this bad. I watched the, I watched the game last night. Or Monday night, sorry. This is the so same bad. offensive group from last year with some upgrades on the offensive line. It, there's literally no reason for them to be this bad. I feel like they have to only get better. It's only up from here. That's, that's the way I'm viewing it right now. It can't get worse. They've hit rock worse. It can't get worse. So, yeah. I mean, right. uh, yeah, on that note, hopefully uh, all my Najee Harris – managers out there get a good night's sleep tonight hopefully you don't cry yourself to sleep too much like i know i did after he stabbed me right in the heart on monday Night football what i oh, needed I saw that fancy to matchup too that was i needed bad. six points to win and he gave me five and oh. it really just made me want to go crawl in a hole and die all um, i know is pain all i know is pain brother. all i know is pain and suffering and misery uh on that note this has been hooked on fantasy joe thank you so much for coming on brother uh-huh. really thank you joe you. Thanks, guys. Thanks so much for having me. Um, Love it. Thank you, everyone, for listening and tuning in. If you're streaming this podcast episode or you're watching live, thank you so much. Back again live next Wednesday night. Episode streaming on everywhere you can listen to podcasts every Thursday morning. Good night, everybody. Uh, God bless America. Hutch, say goodbye. (laughs) Goodbye.